football fans, welcome back to the 4th and Mile podcast alongside my good friends, Brady Bradley and Jeremy. My name is Josh, and we appreciate you all tuning in. Uh, so we got our one thing notable. We'll recap the week 11. Uh, we'll preview week 12, have our starts of the week, uh, give some waivers, and then we're going to have our ones got to go. So uh, came in a little strong, a little higher pitch than normal today. Was that uh, that throw you off your seat, or were you prepared? As much as it threw me off, I not as much as maybe one of our fantasy leagues. Um, it came down to the wire. I don't know if you know the results, Josh. Um, but for our listeners, Josh and I played each other, um, and he had – who was it? Remind me of who you had. Still, you had Daryl <laughs> Henderson and Chris Godwin yeah. and uh, ended up losing by 0.8 points. So you just – you hate to see it. You love fantasy for some of those reasons. Shout out Robert Woods. He won me two leagues or two weeks in, in my fantasy yeah, league. So him he, away. He came up huge. Yeah, Robert Robert Woods was definitely a lifesaver for me in our kind of last man standing guillotine league. Uh, Threw up those 12 catches in a full PPR league. Definitely helped me out. Uh, I kind of want to pose a question to you guys to get started, just kind of get our minds thinking fantasy. Um, It was approached to me, and some people are fortunate enough to have uh, a difficult backfield to to determine, and that's the Cleveland Browns backfield, both the pair of Hunt and Chubb. Um, With the playoffs coming around, with some teams or some leagues trade block coming to an end this week. Um, would you try to, to make a deal to get rid of one of the two? Um, or would you keep both of them in your backfield? I know it's roster dependent. Let's say you're maybe a little short on a receiver. Would you take a, a high end wide receiver two, a mid wide receiver two and get rid of one of these two running backs and which running back would you get rid of? Or would you get rid of both of them? I would get rid of Kareem hunt. Uh, I think, I think the workload for Nick Chubb is obvious. I think the two games that he's been back, he's had over 20 carries. So um, just the big playability. You got to, you also got to understand in Cleveland, it's getting cold. It's getting windy. They're going to stay on the ground. So um, I, I think Nick Chubb is as close to untouchable as possible. He's not in the realm of Delvin cook, Derek Henry, um, Elvin Kamara status, but I think he's in that next tier for fantasy. Um, it depends on the receiver and what kind of league. Uh, a full PPR league, I would keep both of them because Kareem Hunt has his own standalone value too. Um, but if I would get rid of one of them for like a wide receiver two, wide receiver one type, uh, it'd be Kareem Hunt. Their schedule is pretty favorable too. They have at Jackson, at Jacksonville, at Tennessee, who's been favorable for running backs. Baltimore's tough. But then you have the Giants in week 15 and then the Jets in 16. So that's something to consider as well. I So – we were talking about Robert Woods. You'd consider him a high wide receiver too now, wouldn't you? He's a wide receiver yes. one for me, I thought. Uh, I think. He's too inconsistent to be, I think, a full wide receiver one. I, I mean, he's close. You'd be one of those guys I'd talk about. And, right. and I don't think you'd be able to get Kareem Hunt, get rid of Kareem Hunt for Robert Woods straight up, no but one of those type of players. Which side would you take on that, Robert Woods? Um, I, I'm, more, I'm taking Kareem Hunt. Uh, just for, I think that the running backs this year are more of a, a question mark. And I think that Kareem Hunt still has a role, even with uh, Chubb back there. Uh, I'm in the favor of keeping them both. I think running backs are hard to come by. Um, and I think I value running backs more than I value receivers at this point. Yeah, Bradley, yeah. you're starting both of them in a league. I, I am. Oh, I am yeah. starting um, in both, both of them in a league. And it works out pretty well. Last week, it didn't work out the greatest. I mean, I think Chubb had 11 and Hunt had 10, which is, it's fine, but like, that's a down week for them. Before I turn it over to Jeremy, I just, I want to go over Robert Wood's stats because Bradley actually nailed it on the head. I was a little surprised, so I had to look it up. So since week 
six it was he's had 12 points and this is a half point ppr leagues he had 12 points then four points then 25 points then his buy then six points and then that 25 point game that he had last week so it's really up and down and i didn't really think about it so uh jeremy what side are you on on, on this are you getting rid of one of them or, or which one are you getting rid of i think you can totally play both um obviously you you limit your your, your maximum capacity of points playing both of them in your lineup. Um, if you're really wide receiver needy, let's say you had some injuries, I think you can shop one of them. Uh, my choice would be Hunt. Um, and I think you could get, you know, a caliber wide receiver of like a McLaurin, a Will Fuller, a Woods. Like I think you could, you know, pitch somebody Hunt and, and get that because to Bradley's point, running backs are very, very, very val- valuable. But I wouldn't just give them away because of that point. Would but you- if you're – what, what would you say, Brady? Would you trade Kareem Hunt for Michael Thomas? You're getting Michael Thomas. You have Kareem Hunt. Would you trade him away for Michael Thomas? Somebody no. who hasn't played all this year, but the last, I mean, last game, he looked really good. I mean, he had a lot of targets, a lot of catches. Yeah, so, 12 I mean, targets. so I mean, he only had 15 fantasy points. It's a kind of week. As a good of a week as he had, like Kareem Hunt scored four less fantasy points and Kareem yeah. Hunt looked very bad. It's a cop out, but it would depend on what my other running backs are. If I have like two other starting running backs, I think I would. For sure. I, I totally agree. If you're out in the clear for buys, I would I would do that because I think Michael Thomas's schedule looks favorable too. So um yeah, I would do that one. Yeah, I kind of wanted to ask a similar question. Not similar, but from my one thing notable this week was actually going to be a question for you guys just because I thought it was interesting because let's get into a great right transition let's go quite a, quite a bit of a competition so the trio of wide receivers in pittsburgh which one do you think is the one two and three because i feel like that you can make a pretty decent argument for a couple of those guys and do you think that they're the favorite to win the afc right now for so i would rank them i think deontay johnson's the one there uh the target share big ben trust it almost i don't want to put this this overwhelming bear bearing on him but it kind of seems like it's an antonio brown situation where he, he he looks for him a lot i would say chase claypool is number two uh for the touchdown dependent dependency he's i mean he scored what was it and ten, double, 10 total touchdowns. 10 total touchdowns so they they find him in the red zone deep balls into the uh in, in the end zone and then i would put juju uh bradley talked about this I, it was off air uh Juju's probably out of Pittsburgh after this year. That that's what Pittsburgh mm-hmm. does. They get rid of the like they got rid of Mike Wallace. They got rid of Antonio Brown. I mean, they get rid of these receivers, uh, almost kind of like what the Patriots do before their decline. So um, that's where I would rank them. And they're on the money every time with those late round receivers. It's just time and time again they hit 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 on their receivers. I would do the same ranking as Brady had. Um, I think Juju. That's a, a pretty high receiver. ranking for Chase Claypool if he's the wide receiver four there. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> he is. He has been upgraded to the wide receiver three, and, and he is their third best receiver. But when you factor in that he is doing uh, end arounds with them or whatever you call it, jet sweeps, um, his value is a little bit more than Juju at this point. Jeremy, yeah. what do you think? I think that's how I'd rank them too. I, but if I was gonna rank like floors the safest floors i'd probably put juju above claypool but like claypool has the higher higher ceiling and as far as the second point to josh's question that leads into my one thing notable and that was that in week 12 we have an undefeated team and somehow they're still underrated totally 
hundred percent. I think everybody thinks the AFC belongs to the Kansas city chiefs. And that's kind of why I was posing the question is because like my just initial without doing much of any thought was like, okay, well, I, let's see if they can be the chiefs. Like <laughs> Pittsburgh's undefeated. That's insane that they have that, you yeah. know, there's that thought of them. I know I'm, I'm, I know I'm sniffing the undefeated powder, but I, I do think that Mike Tomlin is a top three, if not the best coach in the NFL. He's just, I mean, some of the stats, I don't think he's had a losing season since he's been there. It's just the success that he's been having in Pittsburgh is just unbelievable. Yeah. The one team I want to kind of throw into the ring for best team in the AFC, the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, it, it seems to me that, that that team is going to be perfect for playoff time. They're going to run the football. Phillip Rivers is going to do his what he needs to do. Their defense, as good as Pittsburgh's is, Indianapolis might be the best defensive football. They just might be. They, they Pittsburgh is up there. Uh, Indianapolis is up there. Miami's is really there's a there's a lot of good defenses, but um, th- they got something brewing there in Indianapolis. Do you trust Phil Rivers though when it comes like divisional round needs to make a huge play? Do you trust him to be able to be able to like? So so did you? Up? Did you trust last year that Jimmy Garoppolo would make all those big plays? No. So, I mean, running the football and playing defense and getting after the quarterback is is a big thing for uh, winning playoff games. So, uh, obviously, having a, a generational quarterback is the way to go, but I, I also think they can win this way, too. He also doesn't have the curse of the lightning bolt on his uh, helmet anymore. <laughs> It is is now a horseshoe. That's so interesting. Some roster construction of a couple teams like the Packers and like you just mentioned the Colts of how they're like, oh, like Niners, you don't have to, you can make it to the Super Bowl without having this Hall of Fame quarterback. Like, let's Packers. I think the Packers have Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, they, they, I'm saying that they constructed their roster like they didn't help Rodgers out at all they went to like the running backs they okay went to, you, you like, worded a little bit weird where it made it seem like Rodgers wasn't a hall of fame quarterback apologies obviously he's a hall of fame quarterback i'm saying no the jury's still out on that but i'm gonna go with my <laughs> one thing notable and it's actually quite similar to uh to josh's um but mine is a different afc team and it's it's in cincinnati um we all know what happened to joe burrow and this is this is strictly fantasy related um Talk about where you guys see the trio in Cincinnati. Um, are you starting them? Um, are they still a, a must start? We're talking obviously about T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and AJ Green. You guys can rank them for me. And and are they a wide receiver two for you still? Or are they a wide receiver three? Or are they borderline getting cut for you? Thank you for not including Joe Mixon in that conversation. He has <laughs> broken my heart all year. <laughs> he had like two weeks where it was like relevant. And then all of a sudden it's just like, oh yeah, thanks. Thank Have you God. thrown out the threat that you're going to drop him yet? Like you did uh, JT for a while? No, he, he's not getting, <laughs> I have an IR spot for him. But uh, so to answer Bradley's question, uh, I think Tyler Boyd might get a tick up for me. I think they're going to, uh, they're going to just absolutely, pepper him with targets i think t higgins goes down for me and i don't think aj green was uh startable at all so i he doesn't do anything for me so uh tyler boyd up aj green down and t higgins down hey be careful about saying anything about t higgins that's not great i still love t higgins bradley's gonna be on you he's still really good really good player fantastic receiver i would agree with brady about that tyler boyd i think he continuously produces no matter who's his quarterback and i don't expect anything different with that t higgins is a wild card for me i think i would sit him this week um and then see what kind of what happens with that offense i mean you really don't know 
I would say Bernard uh, gets a tick up for me. I know he's not a receiver that I mentioned, but I, I just nat- natural ability of a quarterback is to dump it down to the running back uh, when they sense pressure. So I would say he gets a tick up for me. And AJ Green, obviously, you're going to keep him on a roster, but I'm not playing him at this point. For, yeah, for me, I think you could still probably not have AJ Green on your roster, depending on how deep your league is. Um, Higgins is a hold for me right now. And then Boyd and Bernard are the only ones I'm starting. Uh, it is notable, I think, to mention they do play the Giants this week. Then they do have a tougher matchup against Miami, but then they play Dallas the first round of the playoffs. So, I mean, two out of three weeks are pretty good matchups. I think you're just fine rolling out Bernard and just fine rolling out Boyd, but those other two, I'm, I'm probably not touching. Oh, that would have been so good with Burrow there. That, that would have just been perfect for like fantasy playoffs. You can go pick him up. Yeah right after he has a bad week against Miami or something like that, where it's just like, Oh, and now I, I hope for a speedy recovery for him. So, uh, which kind of leads into my one thing notable. So I, I feel like every single episode we talk about rookie players, how, how good this rookie class is. So I want to put a bow on it. Let's rank or give me your best quarterback running back wide receiver. And if you want to do your tight end suite, I'm not going to ask for it long-term. So that this means from this day forward, these are who you think are going to be the best quarterback, running back, wide receiver. So my my best quarterback, rookie quarterback, is Justin Herbert. Uh, the, obviously, the injury with uh, Burrow really helps that solidify him as the, the best quarterback. My running back is DeAndre Swift, and my wide receiver is Justin Jefferson. I would say mine is Herbert. Uh, my running back is James Robinson, and uh, my wide receiver is Justin Jefferson. I like that Robinson one. Oh boy. I'll go Herbert. I'm kind of want to say Dobbins too, just because I think Ingram is not going to be able to, he's not going to, he's going to get slowly phased out of that offense. And we've seen what Dobbins can, can be able to do. And then obviously Jefferson too. Yeah, I would have Jefferson, Swift, and uh, Jordan Love. I mean, Justin Herbert. (laughs) (laughs) Nice little plug in there. Well played, well played, well played. That is a perfect time to move on to our next segment. So um, normally we'll do like a week 11 recap. This week we're going to do it a little bit differently. Um, So if you're probably listening to this podcast, you're you're probably competing for uh, a playoff spot or you're close. I mean, if you're 0-11 right now, you're probably not listening to the podcast. So we're going to do a segment that's called glad or sad. Um, basically what it is, is I'm going to give an, uh, a player and you guys are going to say, if you're glad or sad that they're on your roster. So mm-hmm. they're on your roster. Are you happy about it or are you not? Um, so I'll give you a quick example and then we can go from there. Uh, first one, we'll start with the quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Are you glad or sad that you have Lamar Jackson on your roster? Obviously he's better than some other players, but given the circumstances, given who he has to play, and I'll give you who their remaining schedule is like around playoff time. You let me know if you're glad or sad. So Lamar Jackson plays Cleveland, Jacksonville, and the Giants. Are you glad or sad? Josh, we'll start with you. So I'm, I'm sorry. I want to reiterate. So this is in a vacuum. So not taking into account like draft position or anything. Exactly. Yeah. Draft right. position does not matter anymore. Right. Yeah. So outside, outside of the Pittsburgh game, I'd say like, cause I, they have that just next week. I'd say glad. I think that just, other quarterback positions you could do worse and just his floor you would like to think is higher just being able to rush for 50 yards a game so I'd say glad Jeremy yeah I'd say glad I think the the only thing that scares you about some of those matchups is if the teams they're playing can stay in the game long enough to where his floor of the rushing ability 
will, you know, kick back of what you would expect from him. But, you know, given the, given the schedule, I think you gotta be glad. I'm glad as well. I, I don't think anytime uh, your quarterback's getting 12 to 15 rushes, you can be sad. Uh, so, and he has pretty favorable schedule. So I'm definitely glad if I have him. Yeah. We started out with a pretty easy one. I'd be glad with him too. You got to take the talent where you can. Uh, this next one's really interesting. So uh, it's another quarterback. We're going to Sean Watson. And the reason I say this is because in the playoffs, typically 13 through 15 is like the playoff schedule or whenever it is, but these three games are who he has to play. So we play Chicago, Indianapolis and Cincinnati. So those first two games are extremely tough games. Um, basically in your home stretch. So, uh, Bradley, I'll start with you. Are you glad or sad that you have Deshaun Watson? Uh, I'm sad. Just for the matchups. Because, yes, uh, who was the third winning target? Was it Cincinnati? Cincinnati. If I, get, if I get to Cincinnati, love it. But, like, it's playoffs. Like, you have to win the first week. And hopefully, like, you survive in advance. So, I, I'd be sad. Jeremy, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say you're sad when you have a quarterback like that, but given the matchups, I mean, it's definitely tough. I mean, you you start the playoffs with Chicago um, and then you follow it with Indy. Like Indy, I mean, you said it already, they're probably the best defense. You know, the toughest defense he's played this year has probably been Baltimore. He scored 15. Like that just doesn't necessarily get the job done at the quarterback position. So you're probably a little disappointed. Josh, what do you think? I'd have to agree. I was mulling it over because like Jeremy was saying, hasn't played that many good defenses. He put up 31 against new England, but they have lost so many players to uh, COVID preseason. So I'd probably say sad as well. Yeah. See, I, I think I'm going to go with glad. So, I mean, he's been kind of on a tear outside of uh, the Cleveland game. He's had over 20 points in all those games, um, even against a tough green Bay team. Uh, in the past game, he had a really good uh, a week. So I, I would say I'm st- I'm fine with it. I'm I'm obviously not going to look elsewhere. You're you're starting Deshaun Watson. And to the defense of the Cleveland game, his one downer in the last couple of weeks, it was awful, awful weather. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Horrible. Yep, very good point. So uh, this one's really interesting. We're going on to the running back position, Elvin Kamara. So the reason that he is on here, I'm not even going to give you a schedule because it doesn't matter. The talent is that good. It's, it's the Taysom Hill argument. So Taysom Hill is going to be at least the quarterback for the next two weeks, maybe even a little bit longer. They might take, I mean, Drew Brees broke 11 ribs. So, I mean, th- th- he could be out for a decent while. Um, Kamara didn't look like himself. He didn't get, he only got what one target or one catch or whatever it was last week. So obviously you're glad you have Kamara, but if this was like two weeks earlier, would you have tried to trade him? So th- just start thinking about that when you say you're glad or sad that you have Kamara. Bradley, let's start with you. I am an Elvin Kamara owner, and I'm glad that I have him. And I have received offers for other players, and I just said no. So I'm glad I have Elvin Kamara. Becker, what do you think? I think I'm still glad. I mean, he didn't have the week that you would have liked this week, but he still scores, you know, 10 and a half in a PPR. It could be worse than that at the position. So it's not like he's going to absolutely hurt you, but his ceiling is higher than a majority of players that you're ever playing in your your lineup. Um, but the zero catches really hurts. <laughs> Yeah, bad, because he, he really relies on that. Josh, what do you think? So just in general, I'm glad, but just listen to these targets that from week one, eight, nine, 14, four, 10, eight, 13, six, eight, and then one. One yeah, target. quarterback. I know. That's what that's I'm saying. That's, that's the, the difference. whole scenario. And so that obviously gives you some pause of like, 
that can't continue. Like you got to put the ball in your best player's hands and you'd have to trust that Sean Payton and Taysom Hill will come to an agreement. Like, yeah, got to put the ball in Kamara's hands any way you can. So yeah, but the thing I'm still was saying they were, su- they were successful last week. Yeah. That's a good point too. I guess the Falcons though. So you got to take it with a grain of salt. I'm still glad. Th- I got to see one Falcons more week. Three and one. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's true. They're still not very good. I, uh, I think teams will start to play Taysom Hill a little bit different. Yeah, I, they I got some. They got some film. They know what he's going to be doing. So, um, you're not dropping Alvin Kamara if that's if that's the concern. So, uh, we're moving on to a uh, a high end, another high end running back. We're going Delvin Cook. Uh, his playoff schedule is tough. <laughs> he plays Tampa Bay, who might be the best run defense in football. He plays Chicago, who Delvin had to earn every single inch of his. Uh, 100 yards that he had against them. Akeem um, Hicks just bl- dominated that game. You, I mean, he was all over the place. And then New Orleans, another very good defense. So are you glad or sad that you have Delvin Cook? Jeremy, I'll start with you. Again, it's hard to say that the top five running back, you're, you're sad, but you are looking at that schedule with some tears building up in your <laughs> eyes. <laughs> that is just that's just one of those that just could be a season killer right there you could be you know eight and two right now and just looking at that going man if I get a you know a five spot you're in a tough place and just to add on to that if Minnesota loses against care or Carolina and or Jacksonville those 30 carries that he's getting against Chicago the first time Not he happening the second time so uh I'm sad that I have him I I'm not foreshadowing that they're going to lose or anything like that, but uh, that schedule is really tough. Obviously you're going to play him, but uh, the workload will go down if the playoffs are out of question. I agree. I, you can't be sad about having Delvin cook when he's won you so many games in fantasy football, but at this point, like looking at the schedule and, <clears throat> and the team's record and, and just a bad loss against Dallas, um, definitely not glad, but same point you're not sad is there a happy medium can we make a, a happy medium that's where <laughs> i'm at you find a word that rhymes with glad sad and bland. Happy medium bland okay. kind of rhymes not even a little bit but go ahead you glad <laughs> sad? it, it ends with a d <laughs> yeah that's my that's my threshold for rhyming i guess josh are you you glad or sad got two great net matchups these next two weeks but definitely not are definitely mad um, Mad wasn't. It's even not an even the option. Wasn't even an option. <laughs> Definitely sad for the playoff match. Had a D it's a, though. It's a hard concept. Let's just leave it at that. Who's the next player, Brady? <laughs> let's let's move on to some wide receivers. Uh, so the next guy is Robert Woods, uh, playing against New England, the Jets, and Seattle. So I don't know if he'll he'll get matched up against Gilmore against New England, but it doesn't scare me as much. Uh, are you glad or sad that you have Robert Woods? Bradley talked about his. His roller coaster of of stats, Bradley. What do you think? I'm glad that I have Robert Woods on my team. I'm gonna speak it into existence because he just won me my my survival <laughs> league. So, uh, Sir Bob Woods will be continuing to be rostered on my squad, and I'm glad about it. Jeremy, what do you feel about Bobby Trees? You like him? I am glad um, if I have them. I think the way the offense looked <clears throat> last night. I think if Goff continues to play that way. Um, obviously I don't think he's going to sling it 51 times every week. Um, but they continue to play that way and home that way as an offense. I think you're glad. 
I think, yeah, I think we're all going to be glad. Josh, I'm going to ask a different question to you. Would you rather have Robert Woods or Cooper Cup? Rest of season. They have the same exact schedule, if you don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I go Robert Woods. I know Becker. I'm probably the opposite of Becker, that I'm kind of a Robert Woods stan, and he's more in Cooper Cup's, you know, um, good graces. But I'm, I'd go Robert Woods. Bradley, what do you think? Uh, I'd also go Sir Bob, uh, but I want to talk about something. <laughs> he's just speaking that. He's just speaking that into existence, <laughs> Sir Bob. He just got knighted overnight. It's out, it's out of respect for what he did for my squad this week. Um, but there's one thing that's very important to note um, about Jared Goff, and that's when he's playing in empty stadiums, he has Sean McVay in his ear until like the 15 second mark, which helps tremendously for him. So, I mean, I think that's why you're seeing him have so much success this season. Not saying he's a bad quarterback any other season, but um, that's definitely worth noting. Why do people get, like just discredit Sean McVay so fast? I mean, he's still just an offensive genius. What have you he's done really lately? Work. It's, that, uh, it's, it's totally. so quick to change. He had one year, the year before he went to the Super Bowl, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, well, next. Zach I mean, Taylor. nobody's talking about Kyle Shanahan this year. That's true. That is very true. Yep. Jeremy, what do you think? Cooper Cup, Robert Woods? Give me Cooper. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. Uh, another wide receiver. This one could count as a running back if you wanted to because he plays all over the place. Uh, Curtis Samuel. Uh, last three or four games, so he has his bye. Then he plays Denver, Green Bay, Washington. Glad or sad they have him, and are you going to play him? Sad, not playing him. Josh, really, really not that hard for me, by the way. Yeah, I'm actually the same. I, there's quite a bit of weapons there and, and to pass to, and I just think he's lower on that tier. So when good defenses come, he's just going to go down that pecking order. Jeremy, what do you think? Yeah, um, I'm going to say sad just because I think it's too hard to play him because you probably have on paper uh, better better options. Um, so it's just like it's hard to find a week to, to plug him in your lineup. He is def. I, I think he's been more of an option than DJ Moore. I mean, his target. I was going to say, we're not talking about Curtis Samuel without bringing up DJ Moore and the fact he's had a little resurgence past couple weeks. That's not too I would, I would take Curtis Samuel over DJ Moore. That's, that's, that is crazy. Okay, so here you go. Six targets, five targets, nine targets, five targets, ten targets. I was, I, one I rush, three my, rush, three rush, three rush, one rush. I mean, that, that's – he gets the ball. They they I, to get him the ball. I want to do a mile bet with you so bad, but it, it's not going to be just you and I. Nope. It has I'm to be other people involved. Let's move on to some tight ends. Uh, <laughs> tight end, Rob whoa, 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 Brady, are you sure you want to talk about tight ends? Yeah, they're part of fantasy, just like kickers. Uh, <laughs> Gronk, so he has his bye. Then he plays the Vikings, the Falcons, the Lions. How are you feeling about Rob Gronkowski, Jeremy? Um, I'm good with him in my lineup. I'm I'm uh, glad. He only needs to have about seven points to be a tight end one, so uh, we're good in that boat. Bradley, how are you feeling? I mean, I feel about the same about every tight end that's not named Darren <laughs> Waller, Travis Kelsey, and Mason Mark Hill. Andrews some weeks. Yep. So, <laughs> I mean, whatever. Like, meh. I look every week. I, I, I Meh, give me a meh, because i frustrated with the tight end position at this point. Josh, what do you think? I mean, I'm glad. I think he's on the higher end of those tired, those touchdown-dependent tight ends. Uh, one thing is he does have his bye week, uh, week 13. 
So you could be able to find a tight end that you don't have to worry about that. It would be pretty easy to do. <laughs> you can, okay, let's move on. Uh, one more running back for you. Uh, we haven't really talked about him for a while. So uh, it's, it's Melvin Gordon. He's currently the RB18. Uh, he plays Kansas City, which is a nice matchup for running backs. Plays a Carolina defense that's really good for running backs. And then he plays Buffalo, who is not so good. How are you guys feeling about Melvin Gordon? Josh, let's start with you. I'm not the biggest Melvin Gordon fan, but that schedule is enticing. And so I would say that I'm glad. Jeremy, how do you feel? Um, as a Melvin Gordon owner in one of my leagues, I'm sad because I, I don't have like amazing options at my running back position, but it just never feels good uh, when to play him. And that, that would be why I am sad. Have you, guys, have you guys seen the movie Inside Out? Yes. Fantastic movie. Every time we uh we say glad or sad i just think of uh the sadness, sadness. yeah and and honest and honestly that's how i feel about uh melvin gordon ouch that's sadness <laughs> that's tough note well on that note that is our glad or sad segment we're going to take a quick break when we come back we will do week 12 preview Hi guys, this is Jeremy Becker from the 4th and a Mile podcast. Just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and remind you to follow us on Twitter at 4th and a Mile Pod. That's 4th and a Mile Pod. Thanks guys, and now back to the sports. Welcome back into the 4th and a Mile podcast. We're going to get right into our Week 12 preview. Uh, Bradley, we're going to start with you this week for starts of the week. Uh, how did you do in Week 11, and uh, what's, what's on board for Week 12? Uh, I'm going to let the judges decide how I did uh, Can't wait. in week 11. Can't wait. Let's Can't go. Wait. My, Judge my, time, baby. My first, one, my first one, I believe, is a miss, but I would like clarification from the judges. I had Russell Wilson. Uh, he scored 20 fantasy points. What was he ranked? What quarterback? QB 12. No chance. No chance. <laughs> it's a QB 1, boys. No, it's, QB1. it's not. I love how he keeps that part well, of Bradley all. definitely led with the points because that um, sounds better than 12. That's the definition at of least, a good miss, Bradley. Good at miss, least, Bradley. At least he didn't say, oh, yeah, well, he had a, a touchdown or game when he touched down. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire was running back two. I believe that is a hit. The running back two? The running back two, I believe. Oh, wow. Okay. You Good can stat check me if you want to. I nope, can that's okay. source mine if you would I like to. No, okay. Uh, and then I went Michael Thomas, and Michael Thomas was wide receiver 16. I believe we gave the cutoff at wide receiver 15, but I – That's a like miss. To, that's I would a, like to, so I would tough, like that Bradley. to be a hit, but it's not going to be. And then uh, Hunter Henry was tight end six, so I went two for four. But uh, all in all, I had two good misses, and I'm okay with that. Um, This week, tough week. Quarterback, I'm going Lamar Jackson against Pittsburgh. Not a not a favorable matchup by any means, but I think he's gonna he's gonna come back and play well. Are we just um, thinking he's a QB one? QB one, I feel like is the bar. There. Absolutely, yeah. yeah absolutely. I, I was just making sure. Uh, my running back is JD McKissick against Dallas. Um, I really like his production when Alex Smith is the quarterback. We're talking half PPR, full PPR, of course, because um, he just gets a ton of targets. Uh, my wide receiver, I'm doing Jacoby Myers uh, against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, and then my tight end, I'm doing Evan Ingram against the Cincinnati Bengals. I like it. Jeremy, you're up. Where are we going for starts of the week? How'd you do in week 11? What you got for week 12? Well, I did not have good misses, probably. <laughs> Real bad um, misses. It happens. <clears throat> I went one for four. Um, I had... Matt Ryan is my quarterback, 5.2 fantasy points. That would be a miss. 
Um, that's a miss. G-Hack. If you would have said he's quarterback 5.2, that would have been impressive. But um, <laughs> 5.2 points is not going to get the job done. Did not quite get there. Did not quite get there for me. Mike Davis was my lone hit of the week. He was RB9. T. Higgins, uh, wide receiver 4.1. I'm sorry, 4.1 fantasy points. Um, <laughs> and Logan Thomas, my guy did not produce for me again. Had a point. Uh, Eight hate, fantasy points. Hate it. It squad is, this week. Hey, it's tough to see. It's tough to see. All right. So my starts of the week for this week, I have quarterback. I have Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they play Chicago. It's not the greatest of matchups, but he usually plays uh, well against Chicago. And he finished as a quarterback seven um, against the defense that we've said it might be the best defense in the league. Are we uh, saying a quarterback one is a hit? I would say yeah. so. I would okay. say so. We're being generous. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> Okay, go. Who's your running back? If we're giving Lamar Jackson a quarterback one, I feel like never forget Josh Jacobs RB fifteen miss. Okay, go ahead, Jeremy. (laughs) My my uh, running back is the other half of the backfield in Washington, and that is Antonio Gibson, um, also playing Dallas. (laughs) He's been playing very well. He has. um, Still, I mean, last week was the most uh, snaps that he's been on the field in the last couple weeks. And that was only 51% and he's still producing. Um, I think he plays well against the Dallas team that he ripped up for 120 yards the first time around. Um, my wide receiver is Cooper cup playing against the San Francisco 49ers. Um, he has also had an up and down year as we've talked about with Robert Woods. Um, but two of the last four games, he combined for 33 targets uh, in both those two games. And he hasn't scored a touchdown since week four. I think uh, that does not continue for him um, to get that many targets in two games and not end up with a touchdown. For that one? I'm just sorry. I'm thinking, what, what are we thinking a hit for Cooper cup is we, should we say that wide receiver 15 again? Yep. That's I'm fine with that. That's generous. Go ahead. I mean, to be honest with you, with all due respect, Jeremy, you don't have a say in it, but. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, who's your start of the week? Who's your I mean, tight end? All due respect. My tight end is going to be Rob Gronkowski playing against the Kansas city chiefs. Um, I hope that the tight end stretch continues or the touchdown stretch. continues. <laughs> <laughs> Got to start a tight end. So that's a very good point. I'm going to give my starts of the week. Um, so week 11, uh, I had Jameis Winston. Uh, I pivoted after hearing Taysom Hill was the starter. <laughs> I texted the group and said that Kirk cousins was my quarterback start of the week. That was a hit. Um, I forgot to submit a running back start of the week. Uh, my wide receiver start of the week was uh, Jacoby Myers, which was a miss against Houston. And then uh, I guess I beat everybody to the punch saying that Taysom Hill was the tight end start of the week because everybody went nuts. Uh, but he was absolutely the tight end one, I believe, uh, with two rushing touchdowns, which really helped. I'm guessing <laughs> nobody called me out on it, but my running this, back start of the week was Alexander is, Madison. Oh, didn't, make, oh. didn't hit. Um. Did is this episode sponsored by ESPN? Are we allowing Taysom Hill to be a tight end this week? Absolutely. Cordero <laughs> Patterson can be a wide receiver and a running back. Taysom Hill can be a quarterback and a tight end. It's an inferior fantasy platform. Brady, it's fine. Brady, did you lose a game this week with Taysom Hill as your tight end? <laughs> yes, Taysom Hill outscored my quarterback because I took <laughs> <laughs> Matt Ryan. Lost me a week in fantasy football. I lost by six points because my quarterback scored three points. I, I okay, just going way off topic. I have totally pivoted on late round quarterbacks. I am against it. 
you either get an early round quarterback or a mid round quarterback. Like Lamar. Then, Lamar's an early round quarterback. I know. I'm. I would take said, Lamar Jackson over Matt Ryan. Hey Brady, whoever told you to start Matt Ryan last week, he's not smart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised this didn't get brought up sooner, but yes, I did lose the mile bet. I don't even know if Alexander Madison played 11 snaps, much <laughs> less got 11 carries. So a video will be coming for that soon. We're still yep. figuring out Josh's to get onto Twitter, but we'll, we'll get it there somehow. Um, but no, Madison was not RB 30 or better. So uh, totally still waiting on uh, Jeremy and Bradley to get initiated into that, but it's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. My week 12 starts the week quarterback. Derek Carr, who is low-key having a very good year this year. He playing the Atlanta Falcons. I like that matchup. Uh, my running back start of the week, David Montgomery versus the Green Bay Packers. Wow. Pack. Yeah, I, I'm going bold there. He's going to get the touches. Um, no offense to Jeremy. The running uh, the running game for the Packers defense is not great, so I like that. I have I have David Montgomery already penciled in for 20 carries for 61 yards. Oh, usually what he goes for. <laughs> Just get a touchdown. And what, are we, what are we doing for that running back too? Oh, absolutely. He's been horrible. <laughs> That's what I said. Okay, <laughs> I guess. Sorry. What's everyone else think? I respectfully, Brady, your opinion doesn't matter, but it rather. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was asking. My wide receiver start of the week is Devontae Parker versus the New York Jets. And my tight end start of the week, Austin Hooper against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Josh. I like the Devontae Parker. I, hopefully Tua can get him the ball a little bit better this week. I mean, he got yeah, a touchdown last week. So yeah, if that's... it's Magic was starting, that'd be a lock and mode. Oh, don't hate on two. It just chill. No, I'm just he saying because Fitz – He just good. loves Parker. Yeah, he just loves Parker. Yeah, he just targets him all the time. All right, so my last week was actually awesome. So my quarterback was Justin Herbert against the Jets. Uh, he was quarterback two. Um, By the way, if anybody picks we Justin just re- Herbert yeah. again, he is going – he's going to have to be a top five quarterback if – if we're picking him for a start of the week, we've gone gonna ask if we're just too many times that he's been a QB one where he's like, Oh yeah, he's the start of the week. He throws it 50 times a game. So, so like Brady, my start at running back <laughs> or one of my starts of the week actually didn't play, but my, unlike, my running back was at least active. It's <laughs> fair. But unlike Brady, I was not proactive enough to tell the group a replacement. So DeAndre Swift had a concussion, did not play. So that's an L. My wide receiver was Justin Jefferson. He was wide receiver 13. And PPR is, what are we, that's a win, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, and then my tight end was Goddard, and he was tight end four. That was a really, good, like, high-end tight end play was actually pretty good this week. Because um, I thought he was for sure going to be number one, but he was actually tight end four. So uh, three for four this week, so going to continue that momentum. Uh, we have quarterbacks Carson Wentz starting against Seattle. Uh, he not, he's not been great, but I'm just calling the shot. Not been great would be a complete understatement. He's <laughs> yeah. been brutal. So how he's about, like literally like bottom three quarterback like performance wise this year. So what are you giving me for a win? Quarterback on one. He's got to be top twelve. Yeah. Oh really? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh that's tough. Okay. Um, so running back, we're going Kareem Hunt uh, versus Philadelphia. So um, don't trade him away, I guess. Wait, versus Philadelphia, that would <laughs> yeah, make sense. Seriously. Oh gosh, he oh. played Philadelphia <laughs> last week. Who's he? Hey, who's he playing, Josh? Goodness. Jacksonville. He is playing Jacksonville. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so Kareem Hunt versus Jacksonville. We're having Tyler Boyd against the Giants. Uh, that's just a consistent problem for me. I just can't get the matchups right for whatever reason. Uh, Tyler Boyd against the Giants. 
Uh, he's having a great year. He's going to stay hot. And unfortunately with a different quarterback. So for, because of that, how about RB two with for Tyler who? Boyd? Tyler Boyd. Oh, RB. He plays, huh? RB. He plays wide receiver. <laughs> he plays wide receiver. Him, him and McLaurin <laughs> got to be the best running backs of all time. Oh Tyler Boyd. How wide do you receiver. struggle with that? If Tyler Boyd is a top, you know, 24 wide receivers that'll win with a new quarterback. Only if he's a top. No, he's got to be back. top. I'll give you, I'll give you, know. I'll give you a wide receiver too. If he's a wide receiver too, that's good. And then we're feeling generous. Point total. We're feeling generous. Yeah, we'll see what the point total is, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, then we have the tight end, TJ Hawkinson against Houston. So I think uh, he's going to be able to still stay hot. Are we sure he plays Houston? Yeah, let's triple check. <laughs> he a, does. That's it's a, a great It's a, th- it's a Thanksgiving day. I can confirm it. Let's move on to some waiver t- targets. Um, the main one that obviously we probably all have is Gus Edwards. Yep. Uh, one thing I'm going to say is if you're pretty solidified at the running back position, I'd pick him up but not play him this week. Pittsburgh's defense is really good. But J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram have tested positive for COVID, mm-hmm. so they got to be out for two games. Or is it 14 days that they have to be out? I think it's 10. Uh, what I would say is kind of not to discredit what Brady just said. I would say the opposite. Um, if you're hurting for running back, that would be the only reason I'd pick up Gus Edwards because if if you don't play Gus Edwards this week, it, they're all coming back the following week. So it's going to be running back by committee again. So this is the only week where Gus Edwards is going to be the man. Hopefully they come back. Yeah, I didn't know Correct. if they were Correct. if they were coming back. Yeah, if if you pick him up, you're playing him because this is his only week. So. Um, Thank you for our athletic trainer giving us the information. Yep, on COVID, appreciate that. Yeah, no, I have medical. You mean COVID, <laughs> COVID extra? I have a waiver wire question to to pose to you guys. Um, due to the the uh, reasons that Brady mentioned earlier on the show, I know we've we've bashed him because Brady lost a bet because of him. But Alexander Madison, due to the the reasons that you said about Delvin and that potentially could maybe get shut down it would would you think about stashing madison um you know for the playoffs oh, i have madison like every single one of my leagues <laughs> so <laughs> he, he's been a roster spot for a while he's he was brady one of my has, you know brady has i would say two, three rounds for his for him earlier i would say if you're desperate go for it um but what you continue to see when delvin cook is out is that the the running back in place just doesn't produce that well i mean we played Atlanta, sorry, the Vikings played Atlanta, uh, and the running backs were brutal. And I know it was a little bit of how the game flow went and play calling and all that stuff, but they didn't produce when they had the opportunity to ball out. So I, I would say it's a long shot if if you do it. Yeah, if you're looking for a running back to pick up off the waiver wire, um, Jordan Howard is a guy you do not want to pick up. I say just so we're getting out Empty the fab on Jordan Howard. Just. Great fantasy option. Doug Peterson, what are you doing? Miles Sanders is your best. My running boy back. is gonna have a resurgence in Philly. Let's go where it all started. Oh, Here, here's God. here's one player I want to throw out there on the waiver wire uh, name. I believe I one of us. I don't know if it was me or somebody else said it last week, and that was Michael Pittman. Um, it was Jeremy, I believe. It's Jeremy's boy. Um, and the point that I made last week was that Philip Rivers continuously, when he gets comfortable with the target, he locks on him. And he likes big body receivers. You saw what he did with Mike Williams. You saw what he did with Antonio Gates. I know Antonio Gates is a tight end, but just big body pass catchers. And, Doesn't and matter so though he's I, a tight end, right, Brady? Okay. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, Michael Pittman had a great week this last week against uh, a good Packers secondary. 
Um, I, I continuously see him going upwards. Yeah, no, and honestly, no offense. I don't want to poo-poo on the Packers, but that touchdown that he had was pretty impressive. He, he looked like – he looked faster than what I thought he was. He, I mean, he, he was moving pretty good. Yeah. He's a stud. I love him. <laughs> oh, chill. <laughs> uh, my waiver wire ad would be Nelson Aguilar. Uh, he has Atlanta and the Jets uh, the next two weeks and uh, getting a good rapport with Carr. So I would go with Nelson Aguilar. Deep stash. Henry Ruggs, think about it. I know this is going to be gross, but Frank Gore, if you really uh, need a running back. That's, Better than that, Jordan Howard. I'd take him over Jordan Howard. He runs out. That's, yeah, Watch the one thing out. that's good about Frank Gore is you kind of know what you're going to get with him. Like, he's not going to bust off a 30-point fantasy game, but he's going to yeah, get that, volume. Low and, ceiling, and, low ceiling, low floor. That's what you want. <laughs> And you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they might have put P Ryan on the IR today. I think they did. Yeah, I knew I, I knew he was going to miss time, but I saw before we got on the show that I'm pretty sure they put him on the IR. I can't confirm, but I know it's out at least three. Keep, he's out side, at least three weeks. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be sidelined. So, um, is there any other waivers before we get into our ones got to go? Uh, if Carlos Hyde's still out on the waiver wire, I'd probably snake him up uh, with Chris Carson. Uh, Still uncertain if he's going to play or not. Yeah, good point. Let's Maybe James our... James White, if you need a running back, you know, really need one. He could for be sure. Potential. PPR, yeah, PPR yeah. for sure. Yeah, I think he had like six catches this last week. So um, this one's got to go. We went really deep for this one. Um, a lot of people, and myself included, uh, call LSU DBU having the best defensive backs in all of college football coming into the NFL. Um, so what we did is we put in a uh, four defensive backs safeties and corners um that played at lsu that are currently in the nfl so which one of these four have to go so it's patrick peterson plays for the cardinals tredavious white plays for the bills tyron matthew for the chiefs and jamal adams for the seattle seahawks josh which one's got to go for me it's patrick peterson i think his play has deteriorated this year um i feel like after you get to a certain age with defensive backs it goes bad quickly and P- peterson being the oldest one there he's 30 trey davis white's 25 matthew 28 adams 25 uh so i'm going patrick peterson brother what do you think adams oh what oh what i don't know i i look at the other ones and they're all they're turnover machines and they're difference makers um Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if Jamal Adams has an interception. He's got like six sacks this year. He is a Swiss Army knife. I do agree, but so is Tyron Matthew. Like, let's be honest. We're not like that's not a knock on Jamal Adams. These guys are all very good players. That's true. That's true. Jeremy, what do you think? For me, it was too hard to go like total body of work. So I just looked right now, and I think I'd have to take out Patrick Peterson just for the level of play of the other guys. I, yeah, I agree with Patrick Peterson. Let's say it's Patrick Peterson from three years ago. Then which one's got to go? I was kind of throwing in just a, a body of work of Patrick Peterson. He's been doing it for a long time at a high level. I mean, obviously his age is kind of catching up with him a little bit, but he's still he's still a great corner. So, mm. Josh, Jeremy, does it change anything if it's like the Patrick Peterson of three years ago? For me, if it's not Patrick Peterson, then it's Tredavious White. Yeah, if it's Patrick Peterson, like – Prime time. Prime EP. Peterson. 
I dude, I loved Patrick Peterson. Yeah, he was, was so, like in his pro- so much oh, fun to watch goodness. when he was like the. You guys runner? wouldn't get rid of Tyron Matthew, huh? He would have been no. my second one. No, I love what he brings. Just from I mean, it, it's hard to get rid of Matthew or Adams because of what you said, Bradley. Just what they do to your defense. I think they elevate in so many other phase, phases of of. Phases. But, but I mean, I just, a lot I just to- look. I just look when you don't have a lockdown corner. How tough it is on your secondary. I agree. Yeah. I think one of those two just saying, Hey, guess what? You got Hopkins this week. You better lock in. Like it's nice to have. Yeah. That's a really good point. And honestly, I, I kept Christian Fulton off the list. Cause I think he would stay out of all four of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> so just, just, so you, just so you guys know, how is it? How is, is he having a good year or not? He's having an okay year. He's having an okay year. Good for you. Good for you for saying that with a straight face. That was, that was, that was quality. I appreciated that. Quite impressive. All right. Well, that wraps up this edition of Fourth in the Mile. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Go deep and we'll see you next time.